is Cozy Coast, aka DJ Kotze, and I'm listening to THF Radio, straight out of Tour House, at Tempelhof Airport. Yeah. Okay, let's try it. Oh, good day, everybody. Good day, good afternoon, good evening, good, uh, good, uh, good, 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 regardless of where you are, how you are, and where you are. Welcome to Anything Goes, episode number 10. Today is uh, the 4th of July, uh, a day that uh, doesn't ring any bell to me, I don't know about you, we are today traveling, today you will be traveling with me uh, because after last week's break uh, I was able to take a chuf chuf train and go to Italia and here I am in the middle of the forest, in the middle of the fields of my young life, of my childhood, of my Infance, Infance is uh, French, but uh, we have imported uh, the French uh, and we call it Infancia. Please, uh, please, please uh, hold on your horses, don't get too excited, but also stay awake. Uh, here we go, welcome to the show. like a podcast but it's a radio show anything goes because anything goes but also anything goes rhymes with anything goes anything goes anything goes because anything goes rhymes with anything goes my god my god well 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 um So, uh, as I was saying before, it is uh, the 4th of July. 4th of July um, is a day uh, uh, like any other day, as I always remind you. But also, you know what I found out? I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I found out that uh, the 4th of July is the, uh, the day of the Aphelius. Now, what is the Aphelius? I know, I know you're asking yourself what is the Aphelius. The Aphelius is the moment in which the Earth is at its furthermost uh, point uh, from the Sun. Uh, and this will come as a surprise to many of you. It happens between the 3rd and the 7th, but no, we're not here to discriminate uh, about on, on numbers. Um, the the Aphelius is, is like the moment in which the Earth is at the furthermost point from from the Sun, and we do miss the Sun a little bit, do we? No, because generally here in Europe, in the western, in the western hemisphere, tell us more about the western. Where is it exactly located, Filippa? Tell us. Uh, no, uh, the hemisphere, uh, the northern hemisphere is summer, and my friends in Australia uh, have been sent there because they were naughty boys. I experience in winter now but it's interesting how the summer is during the 
moment in which <laughs> the, the sun is further away. This tells you a lot about the how much inclination is necessary in this life because since the earth is a little bit tilted um, during the summer the sun rays arrive to the earth in a certain way and uh, it allows us to experience warmer climates of course the closer you go to the equator you experience even more heat and when you are at the equator nothing really changes because you are at the equator and since the equator is equal Equo, which is, is interesting because from Latin, equus means horse. So if you're on a horse on the equator and you are trotting on a straight line, are you going to end up with Thomas Daquinas? We don't know this, but surely some words that call each other uh, don't necessarily need to be used in the same sentence. Um, but in any event, uh, how can the Earth be so close to us and close to the sun at the same time having the summer? The how can the winter happen? Because this means that the winter happens, in Europe at least, when the Earth is at its closest with the sun, which is a it's incredible like the sun is close and yet it's cold the sun is far and yet it's hot my god can you hear the birds i mean uh, i mean isn't it uh, beautiful the, the the nature so in uh, 1054 which is a thousand years and 54 uh, there was an explosion this is clear that there was an explosion because a lot of people remember it. It was uh, the explosion of um, of the of a nebula of uh, a big uh, conglomeration of stars uh, that was called the um, how do you call the the granchio? You know granchio? It's the the oh, it's a crab. Yes. So uh, there was an explosion of the nebula nebulosa of uh, the the crab. And according to Chinese chronicles of the times, I said Chinese chronicles, please, PC police don't come to, I said Chinese chronicles, okay. Chinese chronicles, the supernova was visible also during the day for many months. This means there was, imagine this, I don't know what they thought the Chinese, because as we know in medieval Europe, they were just like, hey my God, you know, a, a, a year, a thousand, we're gonna, we're gonna all die, final judgment day, blah, 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 nothing happened. Then 54 years later, -ba 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 -ba, big explosion in the sky, the Chinese were looking at it for months. And probably this was not visible in, uh, in Europe. Imagine, imagine what the Catholic Church would have come up with. Imagine, imagine. Also, on the 4th of July, mm, in uh, uh, the year 1300, exactly that, in the fictitious universe of Romeo and Juliet, uh, the, uh, the two lovers meet for the first time during... You know, uh, the, the, fe the, the party, the party at the Capulet's house. We like to remember uh, fictitious events uh, that in a, in a way live and um, shine with more uh, truth than, uh, 
than fake uh, events uh, such as the invention of countries uh, and also uh, we remind you that uh, uh, of course in 1865 on the 4th of July was the publication of Alice in Wonderland uh, a fantastic work of art that uh, has been created thanks to uh, the use of acylogenic drugs um, because let, let me remind you uh, that uh, if you say I don't take drugs because I understand completely it's up to you but if you say I take drugs because I want to look cool I understand but I don't agree with you Uh, but if you say, I want to take uh, drugs because I want to create the best art ever, my God, I am with you 154%. Anything goes. I don't know which, we would, which intonation do you want it. Hey Frank. Hey, what's up? How how are you? Oh well, you know, same old, you know. Waking up to the sound of tropical birds, having breakfast with fresh mangoes, avocados, and passion fruits, observing my smooth and young skin reflected on crystal clear spring water, and reading on fresh newspapers the news of fresh disintegration of capitalism being replaced by a model that prizes the intrinsic playfulness and spontaneity of human beings. You know, same old. Wow. Well, I didn't realize that the quarantine changed you so much. I was just visualizing. Oh, yeah. For a second, I thought you were in New Zealand. No, I'm still here. I'm just coming closer and closer to finishing the Netflix catalog. Oh, oh, by the way, you have not changed your password, have you? No. Is this delay because of your phone, or is it for comic effect? It's the phone. Ah, well, just a good old trick. Man, I feel so dispossessed from my own work. I, I, I don't know who I am anymore, you know? I've spent all this time building a life based on traveling and performing, but now I'm, I'm, I struggle to even know who I am. Well, well do, do you know what J.K. Rowling said? If Daniel Radcliffe says he's Harry Potter... Then who am I to say he is Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, who is she to say that? And and who is he? Or she? Or it? Or they? They are Harry's Potters. Yeah, the Harry Potters. <laughs> so I'm reading about the uh, restrictions here. And if you are caught going into New South Wales, coming from a suburb in which has been restricted, it's $11,000 fine and six months in jail.
Can you believe it? We are finally joining our dreams. The dreams of being constricted in a little country town with some McDonald's and a Starbucks. And all the culture we need is in the environment around us. Oh yes, so that we can really enjoy being responsible about the world and yet being fucking nationalistic about it. One more time. Finally, we can join our dreams and hang around in the Starbucks, beating the shit up of the Starbucks cuisine, and yet saving the climate, wearing a mask, saying hello to Greta Thunberg, who's jumping around, not going to school. The Greta Thunberg world is here. Nobody's going to school. Everybody stays home. Nobody learns anything about the world because the world is being remarketed quickly. We'll be back soon. Sorry, the world you ordered is out of stock. One more time. We are loving the world, the world that we cared so much about. Remember the 80s, remember the 90s, the year 2000 was alright. But now we are foreign for a new world, we're now evil, we'll exist anymore. Just stay at home a few more months, everything will be fine. Anything goes. But isn't it true that people like Stevie Wonder, in a way, you think, God, Manifest Destiny was a horrible, stupid, fucked up idea. And thank God, one of its side effects was Stevie Wonder. Thank you so much. I think the United States is... Uh, has sometimes because these people have existed or exist it makes sense to me i i am uh, i'm happy about it I'm, I'm i'm happy about its existence put it that way um but in any event i am here sitting by uh, a pond and ponds uh ponds are not that attractive uh, in general because you think of large bodies of water uh, a glass of water is more attractive than a pond, uh, usually. Then, you know, it really depends. Ponds have their own little ecosystem. Uh, they are limited. They uh, rely on rain. Uh, and so they are very, very frail and very, very unstable. They, they are very seasonal um, and uh, they stink they stink the water is dirty um and they are used uh, in this case by uh the local farmers for for the cows to to come and uh, and slurp up some water so and here i am and i used to come here uh ever since i was uh, able to come here uh with my own very legs and this is a this is a a, a place 
that always strikes me. When I was a, a little boy and I was up in the mountains and hanging out by this pond that is a, a good 20 minutes walk away from, from the house where I stayed with my grandfather, uh, I used to come here and, and, and uh, you know, by bringing a bottle of a plastic bottle, I would try to steal the tadpoles. And uh, it really amazes me that tadpoles are still here. What I'm saying is that I am here in front of this pond and everything is just as I, remind, as I remembered it. It is incredible how uh, my childhood is still here. The tadpoles are here. The dragonflies are here. And the dragonflies go so fast. They look like they're, they're little helicopters and they're mating as they fly. Look at this. Amazing. And there's a third guy going like, hey, guys, can I join in? It's very sexual what's going on here. Uh, and and if suddenly you look at the pond and it looks like the widest of seas, the ocean. It's an ecosystem that still is the same. And there used to be moments a few years ago when I would come back here and the, and the pond wasn't here. The fact that it's here today and the fact that it's exactly the way I remembered it with the tadpoles I would take and the tadpoles when you take them off the out of the of the of the pond and you put them you know hello wow they're fucking right in front of me the these dragonflies uh, and you put them in a in a in a in a bucket and you try to feed them in clean water as soon as you put them in clear water you're fucked they die and uh, it's very embarrassing because the tadpoles, uh, well, they don't smell nice. They don't. They really don't. Um, but the one thing I've always admired about tadpoles is that they, um, they don't hide when they're growing into frogs. They don't hide. They're always... So you have a few tadpoles here. They look like clearly spermatozoa. They look like these big heads with short tails. Uh, long tail, no, not really long tails. And then you have some of them. They have a, they're a head, the the tail, and these two little legs coming out. And they always remind me uh, puberty. They always remind me, you know, when you are in that in that time when you're, you know, you're not a full adult between twelve and sixteen, um, when you feel out of place, and this out of placeness has always to me uh, been symbolized by the tadpoles who are halfway between being tadpoles and frogs. And then you see the tadpoles and the halfway tadpoles and the frogs. And you have this whole evolutionary, you know, this lifetime evolutionary thing. And, and it's, I always find it amazing that some animals, uh, they, they basically grow outside of the egg or the womb or whatever it is. These, these animals are... Are this man there's such a clean air and still it smells as shit it's amazing long live long live the pond there are a few goats that are blocking the road right in the middle of it I don't know how I'm gonna get through honestly they all have big horns
I need to get through, guys. Goats. Do you mind if I go up here? Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. I gotta go up. Hello. How are you? Ciao. Ciao. I'm just trying to follow the goats now. They're very slow and they don't seem to have a care about the world. And they live behind a trail of little poop, which I actually am very fond of because I've always been around goats uh, and goats, my God, I might have sit, they, they, oh. I think that the little balls of shit that the goats leave behind are like, are like the, the, the core, the, the little, oh wow, here's the main cavron, he's just behind, he's the last one, he's the oldest one, now I see, he's the one giving the signal, he's got extremely, extremely long horns they don't they're not straight horns anymore they're really horns like a ram he's more like a ram he's if anybody if any of these goats would be giving me a kick surely it would be this guy big one he's black beautiful beautiful i i want to let him pass so i'm just gonna sit down and bow respect to him or to her i don't know Exactly. Beautiful. Wow. Oh, wow. So beautiful. He's, uh, he's got a bit of a limp. He's got long gray hair. Ah, oh, it's so beautiful. It looks like it could take off with these horns. There's something extremely, extremely royal and impenetrable about how calmly animals go about their day. They're not in a rush. They're not trying to make anything happen. They just are. 
And that doesn't mean they don't have a personality. That doesn't mean that they don't express who they fully are. They just go. They just go on the way. I will follow slowly. My great luck is when I am in Italy, I can always pretend to be a foreigner because nobody can even detect the fact that I have an Italian accent when I speak English. So I can, I can, I'm free, I'm safe that in the knowledge that nobody would talk to me. And I'm now going down the, the, the slope with uh, the whole herd of goats, mountain goats, uh, in front of me leading the way and behind them, as if it was the Sherpa, the big shaman of the group, uh, the big, uh, the big, big horned, uh, a bit uh, hoppy, how do you say, you know, it's a bit, it doesn't work very well, this, this big mountain goat behind them with long, long gray hair. Um, when I come to this part of the world um, that reflects so much my childhood, I... I like to take this walk because um, it gives me different perspective on um, on the mountain. This mountain uh, is uh, is a smaller part of the smaller Alps, uh, so it's not very tall. It's only two thousand meters, and uh, it's very steep. And going up uh, always feels more like uh, climbing than walking up. And there's a whole. Um, uh, dirt road that goes around it still it stays on its feet but it goes uh, through its uh, horizontal length and um, ever since I was a child I I used to see faces uh, in the mountains I used to see um, especially this this there's this couple I used to see this couple and one is a woman one is a man um, and this has got nothing to do with my upbringing uh, in, uh, you know, you can say traditional Mediterranean patriarchal sexist Italy. This is not what we're talking about here. It's really, for me, they were not a couple per se. They were more like two witches and I could identify one as female, even though uh, its actual name was a male name and the other one as a male, but having the character of, uh, you know, of a, I would say it was a male, but it was a bit like a blob. And they're two different shapes. One of them is, is a tall, slender, uh, sage woman, I would say. And the other one was like her, her, her assistant or her owl or her, um, her, her shape-shifting companion that seems extremely... Uh, pleasant and, and vulnerable even though uh, it, it, it is more of a shapeshifter and, and going through this trail around the mountain I can see these two characters um, and the odd thing is that you say okay maybe if, if you see if when you walk and you see the mountain moving around uh, it might as well be that the faces that the characters that you see in the mountains disappear for me the oddest thing has always been that as I move, as I move and as the perspective of the mountain changes, of course, you start to realize that some of the features also change, yet the faces do not disappear. 
And I still look at these mountains with the same enchantment that I had when I was a child. I still see these mountains having this character. And the oddest thing is that I remember as a child when the first when the first times I would do this trail, I would be scared because I could see the mountains evolving yet staying the same. I could see them uh, aging, uh, whether they were aging towards it's it's not age but it was more evolution it was change it wasn't going from younger to older so from more energetic to f- more feeble or from uh uh you know um ingenuity to experience it wasn't it wasn't this movement it was it was uh it was a uh, a big change it was like a revealing of sorts. Uh, it was, I could see exactly the same features that these uh, mountain characters had in the front, uh, you know, at the very beginning when I see them uh, from one position and towards the end of the trail, I, I still see the same characteristics, but they are dramatically different and I can catch more, um, more features, but at the same, they're still the same. They're still exactly the same. And um, and these visions accompany me. I, uh, the, I think there is one great lack of people who are born around the mountains is that mountains don't easily change. Mountains, and even though I have experienced, I experienced this extreme fluidity in rocks, this extreme change that is, of course, due to perspective. Still, I am extremely lucky because... Mountains don't change. Sea people are by the sea and they have their imagination is probably way wider because they have this void that they can contemplate and a whole set of, uh, of passions can emerge. Mountain people are a bit more rude, practical, a bit brute, um, a, bit, uh, a bit solitary. Uh, no, no, no immigrants come from the mountain unless it's Hannibal who has decided to go up and down the Alps and come and conquer Rome. If anybody comes to from the mountains, sh- be sure that they're gonna take over. If anybody comes from sea, but also it happened, you know, that people come from sea. I don't really know. It, this this whole dualism in Italy about mountain and sea because there is both. And uh, ah, here I am. I am arriving at. Uh, I was looking at this uh, oak tree from the distance and now I have arrived. Oh my God, what a day, what a day. It might be, the recording might be windy. And the reason why it is windy, it's because uh, I am uh, on top of a hill. Uh, Not all hills come with wind. This one does though. Uh, And it it is basically, what I can see are uh, you know, uncut grass, uh, very... So trees that stay on a hill, this hill is, is quite... And it's not like a hill as in uh, British countryside. We are uh, at the feet of the Alps. So a hill is made of rocks. And if you fall from the hill, uh, you you fall. You fall for, for, a, for a few hundred meters. And uh, you end up uh, on a little province's head. Uh, on uh, you know a, a little Italian um, bistro gourmet uh, place. Um, so effectively, these hills are mountains. But from the perspective 
of being on top of the hill it is a hill and not a mountain it is basically hills here are uh, a conglomeration of mountains that in any other place would be seen as very tall mountains while here since you see on the other side the the heights of uh, thousands and thousands of meters of the alps then you know you feel like you're on a hill but really you're on a mountain but this mountain hill uh is is windy because i'm i'm high up and what i've always loved about hills uh are the kind of trees that you find on them because at the edges of these hills slash mountain tops uh the the, the trees have a fantastic hair though uh because uh years and years of wind uh imagine if you were to be uh, living on top of a hill on a chair or just standing up and just staying there for years uh, your hair would basically become very stiff and uh, and come to uh, have the same shape as as the as the rocks so this this these trees have these hair those these leaves that are thick and stiff uh, but as if somebody put hair gel on them you know that kind of uh, i don't want to bring up bad movies but i will uh there's something about mary in that scene in which the guy uses his own semen to uh, get uh, get a nice hair though no maybe it was her anyways uh, i think that movie was um was on the brink of being sexist if not already down there in the slope of uh, hollywood uh, uh the 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 bad uh, and on top of this hill, um, there's one thing. Uh, you know how, in my mind, and this is something that I'm sure many of you will agree with, movies uh, are... The moving image in itself is uh, the materialization of dreams. Before, you know, dreams have been happening ever since sleeping was a thing, I believe. Uh, and uh, the workings of the mind have allowed us uh, to to be entertained at night and usually sometimes even having a, a wilder time than during our uh, awake uh, lifetime um, and as i look at the hills here because they are a spread of green the the wind that is above me uh, pushes the clouds and the clouds project their image on this on on the on the grass as if the grass itself was a very large screen and uh, and these shades this uh, this the shadows of the of the of the clouds are are extremely beautiful um so what i'm saying is uh you know the big division between city life and uh, countryside life and uh, how more and more we are going towards the cities um to, to look at screens, really, um, is basically a reminder of what we used to do. I like to think it in, in this way, you know, what, what nature provides. Nature provides vast entertainment, the biggest entertainment of all. Uh, it's beauty, it's sounds, it's smells, it's sights. Uh, and uh, and we, have, uh, we have come to think that Netflix specials are, are the shit. But there's nothing that really compares with nature. Um, there really isn't. Because it beats and it flows and uh, it does everything that even the best filmmaker cannot achieve. And 
right? So we will always be uh, inferior to nature. And the fact that we have uh, made, a, made a point of uh, making our existence about dominating nature simply exp ex 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 explains or simply proves that uh, we have definitely an inferiority complex if not uh, a big question mark on what nature really is in relation to us or what or what we are in in relation to nature for me for me for me formidable for me formidable for me for this song is dedicated to my my biggest love my first love hopefully my last love i dedicate this to nature <laughs> yes thank you thank you very much thank you so much uh, but that's because um I am in it. So that's the first thing I saw around me, which, which, which was nature. What a trip we've been having today. A trip in, uh, in the remoteness of the self, in uh, the remoteness of what is the closest to us, which is the biggest mystery. Number one, us, as in me talking into uh, your ears or whatever else you use to listen surrounded by something else that belongs to me which is nature which is this great uh, great mystery no the mystery of nature which is how comes we are here in this world in this place uh, surrounded by nothing else but things that uh, we can easily take uh, control over and yet feel so dispossessed in a way of our own existence to feel the big discrepancy that lays between us, supposedly the sentient beings of uh, this world and nature. Animals, do they have a consciousness? Do they know? Do they understand? Do they talk? Do they communicate? Do they have self-reflection? Language, this thing that, uh, this thing, exactly the, <laughs> my vocabulary expresses language as a thing because it is it is what it is language this uh, expression that we use not only to uh inform quantify but also to expel also to shit out as uh, somebody i met uh in a park in berlin told me uh people complain so much about the fact that shit uh, the trees don't take a shit and I say, my God, tell me more, because I need to know what exactly has been going on in your mind. And this is a story that uh, really interests me because it explains to us how much we don't know of what we know and uh, how much we assume that we are better than, even though I don't think this story will actually make you feel that way. Trees don't take a poop. Is that true? Well, let's see. So you know that trees have leaves and the leaves grow and then at some point sometimes trees bear fruit. But at some point trees basically uh, there's a moment in which the, the, the leaves fall and I don't want to generalize this happens in, uh, in fall. It happens in fall but the fall in Europe is not the same as the fall for instance in the southern hemisphere. Southern hemisphere that we... <laughs> We, we would like to say hi to the southern hemisphere in this mo Hi, southern. But, uh, you know, but uh, also there is um, it, 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 the leaf falls. And when the leaf falls, this is what I found out. You don't know. But this is the moment when the tree has absorbed 
so much waste from the environment that the tree that the tree that the, that the leaves the leaf falls because the leaf is full of shit and when we walk in the beautiful romantic fall season with these oranges and reds and yellows we say oh it's so beautiful it's so romantic no you're walking in shit you're walking in the shit of the trees so here again if you want to use the way in which i say shit to make another funny video ha 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 you laugh about so much about italians who don't know how to differentiate between shit and shit good for you uh, i say again shit okay um <laughs> but this was also i was talking about language and then i ended up talking about trees i was talking about language because the 4th of july let's not forget is today and today despite there being a lot of nationalistic sentiments about this day um was also a day in which in 1966 uh, Lee, uh, 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 president uh, what's his name uh, johnson lyndon lyndon johnson signed the Freedom of Information Act that then was um, uh, brought into fruition f uh, a year later. The Freedom of Information Act. So journalists have the right to report and express an opinion on facts, on the reality that we're living in. And this seems to be such a normal thing to have in a democracy. But it was 1966. You know what that means. It means that this was not regulated regime. It means that we are used to propaganda more than anything. And this is, hello, little butterfly. This is, uh, this is what we're used to. There was uh, a lot that I wanted to say, but I think uh, the time is up. So uh, think about this, but also think how comes nature is like this? It's so mysterious. How comes we have, imagine Prometheus, the guy that was saying, ah, humans, I will give you fire so that you can have, uh, you can emancipate yourselves um, and, uh, and create your own future. And here we are, we created our own future, and we, we are so dispossessed from the wisdom uh, of nature that we have lost. You say nature is here just to be used? No, it's not. Nature is here to be listened to, to be enjoyed, to be relished, to be with nature, because there's still so much of us. And it's, and it's so true that it's so much of us is connected with this planet. Even if sometimes I have the doubt, the slight doubt that we might be ourselves, the aliens we are looking for in, uh, in outer space. And even, of, even though recently it was made quite clear that there are other uh, forms of intelligence in other, uh, in a similar, similar looking uh, Milky Ways, they're too far to be reached. Like it is scientifically impossible to reach there those people and I wonder whether one. those things far out are simply the reflection it in the multiverse like of ourselves. I, I, I don't know. It's a radio show. Anything goes because anything goes but also anything goes I'm with anything goes anything goes anything goes because anything goes I'm with
so anyways uh, 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 thank you so much uh, for being uh, with me in this fantastic trip I am descending into the city as the night falls as I descend the memories of the day fall on me and the city lights brighten up goodbye